I hope you're all having an amazing evening uh, or day, depending on where you are in the world, on this Saturday, Sabbath day of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, so today is the 4th of 
November 2023, and I've got fireworks going off as I speak uh, from outside my window. Uh, it's very beautiful, actually. I should film it, but I'm on the phone doing this. So, um, yes, it's all big celebrations for everybody um, with this uh, pagan festival, of course. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've came online because uh, I had some big things uh, come at me rather suddenly. Um, and yeah, that's what led me to do this sermon. I actually had another sermon also lined up uh, while I was uh, away, which I was going to do called California Dreaming. <laughs> uh, but... Um, I decided against it because it was uh, probably a little bit too negative mm, at the time. And uh, I want to encourage all all my listeners uh, about the Lord and not to sway you. And sometimes we go through challenges and it's hard to know if God's with you uh, because you can't see God, but you need air to breathe. And we know that God is there because he's in the spirit. And we can celebrate that for sure. <laughs> if you're reborn in Christ, obviously you have the Spirit inside you. Um, when you're baptized, the Spirit is made alive, if you like, activated. Um, and it's also a symbol of following Christ to all the others that are watching on and seeing you being baptized. It's a declaration of your faith and uh, following Christ. Okay, so... A couple of weeks ago, what I had is uh, some problems with my electricity. And I had an electrician who had been over to uh, do an assessment. And uh, while he was doing his assessment, I had my friend with me. So he was a, a companion, if you like, and someone who could verify all the things that have been uh, happening in the house and whatever. <clears throat> so anyway... Off went the electrician, and then about a week later, he wanted to come over uh, because he reckoned it wasn't safe. And so I said, well, that's great. If he can come over and make it safe, that would be really good. And so he did this, but um, he set the appointment to come and do that. But actually, when he arrived, he decided that uh, he wasn't going to do that. He was going to switch it off. And he wouldn't give me the reports of what he had. And and I think he was angry because he hadn't been paid for for doing his work. So there was a bit of animosity because uh, the owner had not paid him. Anyway, I'd offered to. And so anyway, he wouldn't give me the report and he wanted to switch it off. And I, of course, would not give him entry because he does not have the right to do this. Um, then the next thing I know, I had the police over uh, who detained me and took me to the hospital under the Mental Health Act. And that's where I've been for about two weeks. Uh, but when I got there, obviously, I had a complete breakdown. Obviously, about, you know, 10 officers at my door trying to bang the door down, frighten the living daylights out of me. And... Uh, <laughs> When they, when, when I did open the door, uh, because I tried to ignore it, um, finally, 
uh, I went outside and I just had a complete breakdown because I was so traumatized by the event. Uh, because also I suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder from another encounter with the governing bodies of this country. So anyway, hmm. I found myself at this place and um, I was very, very upset, uh, to say the least. My heart rate was really high and I was in a terrible state. And... Uh, my head was hurting and yeah, it's just, it was crazy. Probably from all, all of the things that had happened. And so anyway, uh, the, the hospital decided I was better to stay there because mentally and physically I wasn't well at this stage. And, uh, so I decided to stay there. And, uh, so anyway, at first I thought, well, this is nice. You know, it seems a lovely place. Uh, only the thing is, what I realized is the next day, it wasn't as nice as I thought because I couldn't do what I wanted to do as much as I thought I could. They had a locked door and all sorts of things. Anyway, I thought, well, I don't like it here. But then the Lord showed me something that actually, this is where you need to stay for the moment to have a rest. I thought, okay. So I decided I'm going to get some sleep and I'm going to get some rest and I'm going to get myself top of the world again. And so I did. And what I found actually was this uh, facility was amazing. The staff were amazing and all of the patients too. And I got along with everybody. Uh, you got four meals a day and a lot of the people there weren't happy to be there. And so I tried to uh, encourage them by <laughs> more fireworks, by telling them about the fact that this is better than um, a hotel or a bed and breakfast because you've got four meals a day and it's totally free of charge and there's lots of people to talk to. And you've got free TV and all this and a nice bed, all the rest of it. And a few people came round to this thinking, and I actually decided I really liked this place and I was so happy to be there um, to get away from everything that was going on. And I realized I needed this for me. And uh, so anyway, <laughs> I wasn't really sure about coming home, to be honest. I thought, well, this is really, really nice <laughs> being looked after, four meals a day and all that. Um, and great com company, as I say. And so anyway, um, they finally decided that I needed to go because they needed the bed. So I left. <laughs> anyway, what I'm bringing to you is that through our most traumatic experiences, the Lord really does his work. Uh, as in, uh, you know, every day I would ride the daily light on the board and the uh, I felt this really encouraged others and uh, I did what I could to cheer up some of the patients just to make their lives a little bit happier and just talk to people. I realized that um, sometimes if we're not socializing, we can isolate ourselves. And uh, 
well, I'm a salesperson is my background. And so I, I just really enjoyed chatting to all the people. I'm a bit of a chatterbox anyway. And so I just asked lots of questions and found out all about some wonderful people in there. You know who you are if you're listening. I love you all and I miss you all already very much. I think about you every second of every day at the moment. Uh, you really touch my heart, everyone there. What I learned is the love that was given to these people by the workers. And uh, well, a couple of people said, oh, well, what happened to you is awful. Because at the beginning, it was totally traumatic and horrendous being detained from your home. And uh, anyway, I thought about it. And I thought to myself, well, if the police had arrived and decided that, you know, I was having a breakdown, which I was, and uh, probably I was better to go to sort of get some mental help, really, because people do have meltdowns. And so I want to talk about mental health a bit today. Hmm. And, uh, <coughs> and all of the, the things that happen with mental health and how it can affect you also. Now, the reason I use this song is because you are a superstar and the Lord will get you through. No matter how hard it is, there is a light shining on your life from the Lord as a beacon. You just need to look for it for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. The Lord loves you so very much. Each person on this earth, I believe, is anointed and appointed for these very days. And there is a purpose for your life. Especially if you've had a hard life, then you must know that the devil is always out to try and um, outmaneuver you out of your life and what you're doing so that you are distracted away from the Lord. And this can start from the very basics, meeting other Christians, following Christ, being baptized, handing your life to Christ, all of those things. You'll find there's always an attack. And uh, also reading the Bible is another one where you'll get lots of attacks and distractions. Hmm. Um, and so anyway, as I was saying, I met some amazing people and the food was five five star. I mean, really good food. I couldn't believe it actually, uh, how good it was. I was so impressed. And uh, I... Um, you know, I, I normally uh, wouldn't say great things about uh, the NHS, you know, based on some of the things that they've been doing. But in this instance, the facilities, the people, the resources are 10 out of 10. Amazing it was, really. Uh, very impressed. Um, and... Uh, it made me think about mental health and what happens to people. And what I think happens is that uh, so many things go on your plate and then uh, what happens is the neurons in your head aren't firing right. So it's like handicapped services in the brain department and things start to malfunction. And uh, functioning 
in in the mind is important because if you're not functioning right, things start to slip. And when things start to slip, then it all comes crashing down in one go. Because you don't notice it. Because quite often you're fighting it yourself in your mind. You're going, no, it's okay, it'll be all right. Or I'm not quite sure. Or you'll reach a state of, I don't know what to do. Because there's so many problems. And uh, the answer, of course, is to surrender. When I was in this place, it was a horrible situation for me because I had no control in that I didn't really know what was going on, what, what, how it was happening, why it was happening. But you see, the Lord had his own hand in this and I've got to trust the Lord. So it's another, it's a crazy thing, isn't it? So when you trust the Lord, you're handing everything over. Um, you know, there's all the stories of Joseph and uh, Joseph's brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites for, I think, 20 pieces of silver. And then he ended up working for Potiphar in the prison because um, he was in a prison. And then uh, Potiphar's wife wanted to basically have sex with him. And then he was put back in prison again. And this is all because he had dreams, yeah. And uh, his brothers were jealous. And then later, the dreams came true and uh, his brothers had to come to him when he was second in line to Pharaoh for food because uh, he'd been able to interpret the dream for Pharaoh. All because he'd been in prison with um, the cupbearer who'd um, been in prison with him and then returned. So everything happens for a reason. And you may not see it at the time, but it always happens for a reason. Like for me, my life is uh, uh, doing all sorts of somersaults and jump arounds. And there's lots of doors shutting for me. And I can only assume that uh, the Lord is changing my direction and uh, pushing me to new pastures. It's not comfortable. I can tell you. But I've always found in the most difficult struggles, the Lord always has something amazing for you at the end. <laughs> so if you're in a state where you've got mental health problems, um, fear not, because the Lord will use those problems to help others and to help you through further things that occur to change you to mold you. God is refining us like gold. And so I believe he's got to mold you so that you are what he wants you to be. Sometimes this can be uncomfortable also. So I'm finding. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What I've also learned is um, there are enemies, of course, that come against us. And the reason they are our enemies is because they cannot see the light. Because they like the darkness. Why do they like the darkness? Well, because the light is too bright for them. But also, it's often the case they've prayed to God and God has answered their prayers. Or something bad has happened and they've decided 
They don't want to follow the light anymore. And this is sad. It's very sad it is. And for you who have listening today and you've decided you didn't want to follow God anymore because he didn't answer your prayers, I'm very sorry to hear this. And I want you to know that God hears every prayer, but he may not answer the prayers in the way that you want. And if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, he won't always answer your prayers. But I can also tell you that even if you have handed your life over to Christ, he won't always answer all your prayers. As I found, this doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It just means that he's got something else lined up. And if he answers your prayers, it won't be his will. You've got to ask for his will to be um answered when you're praying that it's his will in your life. It's surrendering everything over. And so there's always little issues within ourselves as well. Sometimes there's unforgiveness or dishonesty or lying or, you know, cheating or swearing or being aggressive or angry or, you know, unforgiveness or whatever it is. There's always something that we still can work on in all of us, I believe, because the only one that is perfect is Jesus Christ. Sometimes we don't identify what we've got wrong with us because we, we were in the body and the flesh is leading us because we're in this fleshly body. Now, you're born into this body which basically dies. So this life is only temporary anyway. And so we're told not to get too consumed with this life. So that's another thing I wanted to point out is possessions. It's an interesting word, is possessions. So I was thinking, well, yeah, it's difficult for me because I don't know what to do. Shall I move? Shall I go? Shall I sell everything? Shall I? What shall I do? Um, you know, what is it you're trying to get me to do, Lord? Mm-hmm. And uh, what I realized is if you've got lots of possessions and you've got a home, then it's hard to spring up and just Go, go to a new place. But if you've got less, then you've got less to lose. So this is what I think Jesus means as well by not being too consumed with the material world in the fleshly body. Yeah. It's very interesting. It is. But back to the mental health thing. Um, when, uh, so many things happen, you also find out that your friends aren't always there for you or that they've got their own problems and they really don't want to hear about your problems. But the Lord wants to hear, even if he's not going to answer your prayers, he wants to hear from you in the good times and the bad times. And I found that if I'm not really sure what's going on, I don't really talk very much. I go very quiet and I just think about everything. Um, and so I talk less. <laughs> um, I don't know. Other people cope in other ways. I also clean a lot when I'm stressed. I like cleaning. Yeah. Or um, cooking sometimes as well will help me. Um Listening to music is also really good. Um, but also, 
like I've said, if you isolate yourself, then you're just isolating yourself with your problems. So you've got to be careful of that as well. Um, and know that the Lord is walking with you wherever you go. He is, because he's called I am. And when I say I am going to the shop, I know that the Lord is with me. Hmm. So anyway, uh, what I realized is there's a lot of support in those circumstances. I know lots of people with mental health problems also who have not been taken to a facility. I know someone that only a couple of weeks before I went into this place, he had tried to kill himself. He, I'd baptized this gentleman and uh, a week later, he tried to kill himself and he ended up at the hospital and I'd gone up there and uh, he wasn't getting much support at the hospital and uh, the police had taken him to the hospital and then they discharged him and he didn't have a place to live and he didn't have any money and he didn't have any food. And so this is where I think sometimes uh, things go wrong. You know, there could have been support for him if they'd put him in the right place, you know. Hmm. So anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll just also tell you some of the questions I was asked, which I thought was very interesting. And that was, do you think that we, that we can read your mind and up and download thoughts to your mind? I said, no, absolutely not. Only the Lord can do this. I said, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I want to tell you that also. There's only one God. And this God is a mighty God. He is our God and the creator of all. King of kings, Lord of lords. And he is the only one who can read your mind. Okay, it doesn't matter what anybody says. They cannot read your mind. They might trick you, um, and tricks are clever as well, but like electric, yeah? So, yes, they can trick you to make you think they can read your mind, but they cannot read your mind. Why do I know this? Well, because it says in the Bible that the Lord can read your heart and your mind. And he also changes the hearts of people like Pharaoh when we were in Egypt and Moses went to speak with Pharaoh, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. That's what it says in the Bible. So it was the Lord that hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Isn't that interesting? Only to destroy him and his army and everything else. And the Lord was in control of it all. So if he was in control of that, and he was also in control of Moses, he he was also in control of all of the plagues that he sent. And so the Lord is in control. He also uh, puts it on the hearts of uh, our enemies. That, you know, when we were sold out to our enemies, the Lord said to Nebuchadnezzar, I'm going to give you all of this because my people have turned against me. So he went to our enemies. Now, who's our enemies? But the children of Satan, of course. So very interesting it is. So 
this is also where you've got to identify who you are and make it clear, not only to yourself, but to God, but to other people around you. Because by shining the light of Jesus Christ, you are bringing people to Christ in the way you behave. So I found. And uh, mm -hmm. the, um, the thing I found really helps me is uh, if you are going through a tough time, is to put it out of your mind and uh, try not to burden it but to think of something more positive and if you're talking or around people ask them questions about themselves and it'll also ease you to help others you know do what you can to help others one of the things i learned in this place was life is bad life is bad for a lot of people not just me don't feel sorry for yourself yeah <laughs> It was, yes, a very much a learning experience. But I also want you to know, just because you're a Christian or believer in Christ doesn't mean you're not going to have mental health problems. Yeah, everyone can have mental health problems. And this can happen, as I say, when you've got so many problems overloading you and you just don't know where to turn and it's just hard to cope. And I believe that... Just like eating too much garlic makes you allergic to garlic. When you've got so many problems, eventually you're like, you, your brain just rejects the third, any more problems on top of these. You know, it just says, I can't do it. I can't do it and I'm not doing it. And it goes into sort of a stubborn rejection and can't cope mechanism. And each person will react differently at this stage. Some of us will get angry. Some of us will cry. Um, and also I want to talk to you about suicide. Yes. For those people who think about suicide, I want to tell you what happens. If you kill yourself, you're just actually removing the body. So you can't physically be there to resolve your problems. Hmm. So very interesting. And then you're stuck in the spirit, not being able to access the physical. Um, and so you're just taking the control away from yourself. That's what I believe. Um, so, <laughs> you definitely have to look at things in the right way as well. So, uh, what I found is uh, certain people were talking to me in this place and they were really down. And so I just replayed what they had said backwards in a more positive way and applied what I thought would help in that circumstance or what I would do in those situations. But also, what I also find helps is to think, what would Jesus do? Or what would Jesus tell me to do? And the other thing I found is if you imagine that you are stepping into somebody else's life. Yeah, you're taking over for someone who's not coping so well to get those problems resolved and work through them. And what would you do if you could take over that life and, and make it all better? Hmm. So those are the things I think about. 
Today I was listening to a um, a chat show, and uh, on one of the chat shows, the the lady, one of the ladies participating in the show, was talking about something she'd encountered. A lady was uh, crying at the front door, and there was a child at, uh, running around, dirty nappy, freezing cold, uh, hardly any clothes on, uh, really unhappy, crying. So she tried to get the mother's attention, and the mother was in a terrible state, she can't cope anymore. And so anyway, she got the little child, and she said, no, you really need to sort this child out. Uh, we need to get a new nappy on this child and some warm clothes. She said, I'm coming in. And so she went in the house. She said it was a terrible state. Poo and wee and the floor was sticky and everything. Everything was just dirty, really horrible. This, It's not habitable kind of place. So what she did, she rang all her friends and she got them to come and help clean up this house because she knew this lady wasn't coping. See, now that's what we meant to be doing is helping one another. I thought that was very beautiful when I heard this story. Um, and this is what the children of Christ would do. So, you see, what happens in this situation is people go, wow, that's amazing. That person did this. Why well, she believes in God or he believes in God. Wow, that's amazing. Maybe I should look at following God. So where I was, I'd left a Bible on the table. The next day I couldn't find it. So I was like, oh, someone's taken it and put it in the bin or something. Anyway, it turns out someone had taken it to to read it. So I came home and got some more Bibles and uh, brought them in. Yeah, because I thought, well, you know, these... These might help some people and some children's Bibles as well. And I like the children's Bibles, as I've said before. Hmm. So this is where we're called to shine the light of Christ. And uh, in Christ's time, after Christ had died, all of the people would get their money and put it together. So there was that story of a couple who had sold their house and field, but they hadn't given all the money to the group that kept some aside. And so first the wife was asked, how much money did you get? Did you get this much money for the field and the house? And she said yes. And it was a lie. It was the wrong figure because they'd kept some money aside. And she was struck down dead. And then the the husband was asked the same question. And he also said, yes, this is the right amount. Um, and he was lying so that this man was then also struck down dead. And I was thinking about this in terms of giving and giving what we can to help those who cannot get the help and whether we ought to be doing more. Now, I also worked out that um, many of the churches also are not really doing the shepherding that they should be doing. But when I was in the town, uh, I met an amazing lady and I was actually uh, asking her to pray with me and I cried in front of her and I had tears running down my face in the town center and I was really crying because I just didn't understand what was going on in my life and everything. 
I felt totally at a loss and I was feeling alone and frightened and very intimidated by everything, feeling like my enemies have overcome me and I'm a laughing stock now. Hmm. Um, and I also had someone I know tell me, oh, you should stop doing God FM because it's a joke really, isn't it? You know, because your God's not answering you really, you know. Uh, you should stop doing the ministry work. So anyway, these are the things you get when you're under attack. So anyway, uh, this lady was with me and I was crying my eyes out and I had no tissue and I kept wiping my tears with my hands. And I mean, it was uncontrollable crying. It was just tears everywhere. <laughs> and this beautiful lady with a blue jumper came up and she had a whole pack of tissues from the coffee shop. She said, oh, I saw you crying and I ran over with these. And I was like, oh, thank you. I said, do you believe in God? She said, not really. I said, wow. But that's the way we should be. And uh, such a beautiful woman, very beautiful she was, outside and inside. And so that was very touching. But this lady minister I got talking to, she um, she was saying all sorts of wonderful things about the Lord and other people that she knows and that they run a small congregation. And I believe I was meant to meet her and we exchanged numbers and we swapped our information. Also, there was, uh, you know, all sorts of wonderful advice and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And it's about having support from people that believe the same as you. It's great it was. And also at the hospital, there was an amazing lady also who was a street pastor, voluntary, completely voluntary. Um, and I got talking to her outside and she said, oh, she had a terrible time when she was going through the menopause and uh, she thought she was going crazy. <laughs> so anyway, she said, maybe you're going through the menopause. I thought, yes, I think so. I said, my period was last time in February and this time it's just come on now. So she said, yeah, you're going through the menopause. So anyway, I know from my own family, my mother went through the menopause and she went crazy and ran off and married some other bloke and yeah my dad and her got divorced and it's one of the reasons i left south africa as a young child and came to england with my then boyfriend because there wasn't any stability in the home anymore so i thought oh i must check this out and she said, oh, she's on HRT, and uh, this really helps. And I said, well, my mom had to go on that. I said, so, you know, very interesting. So that might help you if you're in your menopause or think you could be going through your menopause. Mentally, there's something that happens in an imbalance that occurs in women. And so, when, you know, when you go through um, puberty as a woman, it can emotionally be very distressing for teenagers and mothers of teenagers know exactly what I'm talking about. The the children literally go off the rails <laughs> when they're going through it. But as an adult, you also can go off the rails in different ways. So some people will be tearful. Some of them will just go crazy and run off and do crazy things. So because it's all to do with hormones, 
which regulate everything in your mind and your head. So I thought, oh, this is very interesting it is. And so by taking these uh, HRT, hormone replacement therapy it's called, then it balances out the hormones and stabilizes your mind and emotions. Um, and if you've got like an icky heart like me, which is racing all the time and a sore head, then uh, this can also help with that, I believe. I won't know until I try it, of course, but, you know. Hmm. So this is uh, very much an eye-opener. And uh, so anybody who's going through this also, you know, it may help you to know that you can have all sorts of things happen mentally when you're going through the menopause. Uh, as a man also, when you go through something similar, what happens with men is they go off and buy themselves uh, a really nice sports convertible car and they want to be a teenager again, you know. <laughs> That's often what happened with the men. And, and they've reached that time where, you know, they're at that sort of similar thing because they're going through the opposite to puberty where you're getting older and uh, you're coming out of the being a spring chicken, if you like, which I think is really interesting, it is. And I want to also mention that my thinking is the mind is an incredibly complex thing and it's easy to unbalance it uh, because, as I say, if you've got too many things going on, it's not balanced and you need balance. So you need positive and negative and uh, and you need the right um reactions to the right things that happen so it's all about control of your mind and your perception of the things that you're encountering too now you've actually got control of that even though it doesn't feel like it when you're going through these things hmm. so i found but again it's all in the mind it's what you believe. And if you believe you're going to be okay and you believe that you'll get through this and you believe that Christ is with you and the Holy Spirit will guide you, then it will. But if you don't believe you'll make it, it's about negative thinking, then you won't make it sort of thing. It's a bit like witchcraft. If you believe witchcraft will work on you, then it probably will. But if you don't believe it will, then it won't. Um, <laughs> it's interesting it is. It's all about the mind. And also, which side of the fence are you on? Are you on Christ's team or are you on the enemy team? Now, you might think you're on Christ's team, but if you've done some stuff wrong, then you can easily be off balance there too. And so it's about balancing. You can't sit on the fence. You have to either choose the good or the bad, or the truth or the lies, the light or the dark, because we ate from the tree of good and bad as in good and evil. Um, so we're finding out what good and evil is so that God can let us choose whether we want to be good or evil. So he knows whether we're children of Satan or children of him. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that I've encountered over the last couple of weeks. It's been uh, uh, awful, horrendous um, journey. But it's also been the best experience I've ever, ever had. The people I've met, I love. 
care about. And I was, uh, when I was sitting there in the hospital with all the other patients, I realized that I loved them. Like I loved my own family. And I cared for them like I care for my own family. And this is what Jesus meant when his disciples said, oh, your mother's outside. She wants to have a word. And he says, do you see these people around me here? They are my family, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister. When you love others like you like your, love yourself. And that, I think, only really happens when you encounter such difficulties that you have no control of your life and you've surrendered everything and you realize that other people are going through worse or similar, but they don't have Christ. And so you can lead them to Christ in this way. And then there was also another street pastor that worked at the NHS, a gentleman, and he had also uh, been and seen the daily light that was written on the board. And he was very impressed by it. So... For every negative, there's always a positive. I was thinking about it, you know, when they killed Jesus, they thought, ah, we got victory here. We killed the Son of God, uh, God in the flesh. Uh, and they mocked him and they put vinegar in his mouth and they laughed at him. They took his clothes and everything and they were going, but where's your God now? before he died and gave up the ghost. And I think about this, and they really thought they had victory. Little did they know that Jesus dying, he was dying for all of us, so that we all have victory in Jesus Christ. That we're made alive because he died and is resurrected. And then if we're in with Jesus as he is in the Father and the Father is in him, then we are in Jesus and Jesus is in us, then we also die and are resurrected with Christ. Um, now, the other thing I want to talk about is the cross, picking up your cross. Now, Jesus picked up his cross and he carried his cross, didn't he? That doesn't mean you've not got a cross. You've also got a cross. That It also means that uh, you're not going to have struggles because I can promise you, if Jesus has been through problems and he didn't even have a home, then we also will go through similar. As we approach the end times more and more, you'll find that things will be tougher and tougher because we'll have to choose between the fleshly and the spiritual because it's a war between the two. Yeah. And they wage war with each other within ourselves, but also in everyday society around the world, it, with everybody that we encounter and our politicians and leaders. Um, as it says in the Revelation, that they were trading in spices, the whore of Babylon, trades in spices and myrrh and all sorts of things, including people and souls. So buying and selling of souls is what's going on at the moment. It's a type of trafficking. Yes, this I'm finding is very interesting. So 
what I got yesterday from the Lord was a reminder of something that the Lord always shows me. And in the Bible, it says that uh, the government will be on his shoulders, as in Jesus. And I've always thought, the way I read it, was that they would be a nuisance and be on his shoulders, a pain in the ass, basically. But also what it means is that he is the head and he's on the shoulders of the body. So we need the shoulders and the shoulders are the shoulders to cry on, yes? The support for the head. And so some of us will be fingers and uh, different parts of the body. But the shoulders are quite a strong area. And if we're in this body, try and think of it this way, that you have to be very strong to support the head. Because we're all together now. All together now. Yeah? To support the head. And he needs his body uh, to return to. So he's got a head. And he needs all of us to be joined together as the body of Christ so that he can be our leader. And obviously, the government will be on his shoulders. So this also confirms what the scriptures say about the saints that he puts in charge of governing over the people. Um, so... This I thought was very interesting about labor. I've talked about this before. Laborers, people who do work in the garden and uh, bricklaying. And then you've got women going into labor. Um, so this is very important also. It's about applying your labor for labor. What you do physically, labor for, you also reap it. Uh, as in give birth to whatever you have sown. This is why the word labor means labor as well. This is what I'm finding with words. Hmm. Deliver and deliver. So we've got deliver as in a parcel. Then we've got deliver as in saved. Mm -hmm. Again, what you sow is what you reap. So it's the book of life. So if you are a child of God, then you are written in the book of life. But this only happens if you speak the truth and speak the same language as God, because God is the word and the truth. Satan is the father of lies, and he speaks lies and is in the darkness. And he that's his native language. So if you speak lies all the time, you won't be able to understand the truth anymore because lies have become your native language. So this is why Jesus keeps saying you must turn from your sin and follow me. And so it's not easy because I also believe that at the beginning of the pathway, it's it's broader. And then the closer you get to Christ, the narrower it gets and harder it becomes. Um, so and Jesus refers to it about getting a camel through the eye of a needle. Hmm. So it's not an easy process. So we can be sure that there, 
are going to be many difficulties and many people will fall away and not follow Christ because it's too difficult. So why am I telling you this? Well, because we already have victory in Jesus. You've just got to realize that this life is just a temporary thing. The heart is an anagram for the earth and God is love. So God wants his children to be of love. And this is what Jesus is all about. Sowing the seeds of love. Sowing the seeds of love, you know. <laughs> and the harvester, harvesting for his seeds. And the reapers. Um, there was also something that I encountered when I was in Exeter. And it was... Uh, a lady called Sidwella. So I went to this chapel and I thought, you know, it was a like a community center and there was a cafe there and I wanted to have a look around. So this chap showed me around and I had a look upstairs in the main chapel area and they had this beautiful glass mural that they'd put on the window. But it wasn't very beautiful. It was quite ugly and evil. Uh, the people looked like they were crying and their mouths were turned up the wrong way, downwards. And they looked very, very upset. So I was not impressed. And I, was, and I said, who's this lady in this image? He said, oh, that's uh, Sidwella. And uh, told me this whole big story about her. Anyway, I'd noticed in the town there was this Sidwella. And then there was a castle image in the background. And she had a big reaper's uh, knife. It looks like a grim reaper knife, you know. And... Uh, I said, what's that about? Oh, yes, well, she had to cut the grass to get some, see the places. And I went, what a lot of nonsense. I said, you know that we're not meant to idolize anyone or anything. And I said, and you've got this whole big chapel dedicated to Sidwella. And then you've got on there, you've got a little wooden board that says the bread of Christ, which is completely contradictory. And God wouldn't be happy with this. Very awful, I thought it was. So I wasn't impressed. And it's so easy for people to be dissuaded away from Christ so very easily, you know, worshipping Mary and worshipping some Sidwella lady. I thought, I was so disappointed because anybody new to Christ won't really understand this uh, concept. Uh, also on this discuss and chat show today, uh, they were talking about um, knowing which God you're following and that, you know, they're all one God. No, it isn't so. There's only one true creator God, that's for sure. And there's lots of other fake gods and they are the fallen angels who followed with Satan. And Satan led one third of the angels away from God, which was 200 angels. And then they mated with the children and had giant children. And when they died in the flood, their spirits became the demons and they didn't have souls either, these giants. So you've got a soul and a spirit and a body. This makes you very special because your soul is worth more than anything you can ever price and anywhere in the world. It's worth so much, it is. And your body, your soul and your spirit come together as one. And the spirit, I believe, is activated, as I say, when you hand your life to Christ and then you're following Christ. 
What happens if you haven't got the Holy Spirit? Well, it, I believe, happens when you haven't followed Christ. And so this is where people are blind and they can't see the truth. Because um, where there's a hole, there's a space for something else. And, you know, demonic entities will give them different ideas. So often with Satanists and atheists, they've read the Bible and uh, they don't believe the Bible, but they know it quite well. This doesn't mean they have any understanding because in Isaiah, he says that I'll, he'll blind the people and make them deaf and dumb and stupid so they won't understand the words. So you can only understand the word of God if you've got the Holy Spirit. And this is activated, as I say, when you hand your life to Christ and you're baptized. Hmm. So... How do you know if you've got the Holy Spirit? Well, I think you can tell because you get a lovely warm feeling in your heart, even if you're going through a horrendous time like me. Like, I could feel this warm feeling in my heart. And I knew that God was with me then. Before I handed my life to Christ, I used to have an ache in my chest all the time. And that often means that there's a demonic attack on you. So, if you've got a weight on your chest, pray over it and ask the Lord to release you from any bondage or any attack uh, because negativity follows negativity. And so, all it takes is to get yourself in a big huff and a big fight and get yourself into that negative emotion. And the demonic entities are very attracted to negative energy. And it's easier to smile than it is to frown. <laughs> so, oh yes, that was the other thing. When I was in the hospital, they asked me, how does it feel to be in this hospital? I said, oh, it's amazing in here. Um, and what about mental health? I said, well, I find it so very interesting, I do. I actually want to get involved in it and do work in this industry because I think it'll help my uh, missionary work that I want to do because I think the two are linked. People who are going through such struggles need to know about Christ, but I also need to know more about the mental struggles that lead people to these places so that we can try and smooth the way for them along the way. The other thing I wanted to mention is that the Lord was answering my prayers. So there was a gentleman in there and he really wanted to go to the shop and get some money, but he had to go to the bank to get the money and no one was available and they delayed it for quite some days. And I prayed with him aloud and I prayed really hard and the, the next day went to the, to the bank and it was so beautiful it was. There was another lady there who'd been in there a while and she really didn't want to stay there. And so I prayed with her that the next week should be released. And she was. She was released. And so that was another prayer answered. 
there was another chap in there that was very, very depressed. And he was very down. And I got talking with him. And I saw such improvements in him just by talking with him. Um, and so, and praying over people and praying with them. Prayer is so important. Um, I know that when I, uh, went into my meeting, I actually went to the toilet before I left. Um, and, and then I got on my knees. And I said, Lord, it's your will, whatever happens now, I'll leave it in your hands. And yes, the Lord sought right for me to come home. I wasn't sure if he wanted me in there for longer, what he was up to. But I'm a child of God and I'm a soldier of the Lord. Um, and I've also told the Lord, Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. So I, I learned that sometimes you're in a situation where you've got no control of the situation and uh, you're just in free fall. This can happen to anybody. Mm. <sighs> so what else can I tell you? The Lord answered all the prayers that I prayed. And this is a testimony to the Lord and I returned home I have to say that the first night home I cried a lot um, because I missed my new friends that I made I didn't actually want to leave the hospital because I liked them so much that's why I want to go and work with the hospital and see if there's a way to find out more about mental health because I like talking to people and I like finding out about them. I care about people. And I've learned a lot about myself. I'm not the same person I was. Very humbling experience. So the Lord is always at work. And sometimes you can't see the work because it's like a duck on the water where the little legs are going and you can't see. But he glides along so elegantly, doesn't it? Hmm. Um, so anyway, um, the reason I chose this song today was because uh, I was sitting in silence. I thought, well, I'll just have some quiet, you know. And then I felt the Lord was saying, put on the radio for a minute and just see what there is. And this song came on. And I thought, oh, that's so beautiful. Hmm. So what can you do? Well, you must understand that the Bible is the only way to the truth. So on this chat show today, they were talking about um, getting advice from priests, people who really know what they're talking about. Well, I have to say that my thoughts are the only way you'll know what the Lord wants is to read his book. And... Um, we've got a lot of deceivers out there and then they'll tell you what they want you to know, what they want you to think. And if you notice, also your education is all about what they want you to know and what they want you to think. Yeah, they don't want you to have your own mind. 
So make sure that you can count yourself worthy in what you understand. Uh, there are 66 books in the Bible. As I explained many times, the way to understand it, the Old Testament is the stories of the Adam and Eve creation, uh, the Lord choosing his nation, and what happens when the Lord chooses his nation and he gives them a king and it all goes wrong and all the prophecies. And then you've got the New Testament, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tells the same story basically about Jesus, but from different angles. Um, and then you've obviously got all the letters of Paul, and this is how to behave and um, a lot of guidance. And then you've got Jude and James. Well, Jude is more prophecy, and then you've got Revelation is prophecy, and then you've got James, and he's really just... How can I put it? He's dotting all the I's and crossing the T's. He's telling you what is expected of you, that if you come to know the Lord and don't remember about the truth, then it's like looking in the mirror and not remembering what you look like. He's very direct, is James. Very good book, is James. Uh, and then you've got Peter, uh, 1 and 2 Peter, and then you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 John. And that's all for us now, for these times, what we need to be ready for. What I found really interesting in the 1, 2, and 3, John, is it's warning us of the false prophets. And uh, many people will come to you pretending to be Christians, but they won't really be Christians. I've discovered this myself, much to my horror. Um, it's actually really hard to find true followers of God. They really follow him with all their heart. Um, I've got a few people uh, that I know who do this online on Telegram and um, on on other platforms. So I know you're all out there. Um, but I think it's hard for us all to congregate together because we're scattered everywhere as the children of God, as in the children of Israel. As in, have you got eyes to see and ears to hear? Uh, that's why Jacob named the place Pineal, as in the pineal gland of your head, um, after he'd seen the ladder and after he'd had a battle with the Lord. Mm. So that was something else I asked the question, and I will be doing a little study on it. You know when Jacob has a battle with the Lord, the angel of the Lord, um, I, I found this to be a problem for me because you don't tend to battle with people who are your friend or on the same team. Uh, so that going to battle with someone is normally with your enemies. So I found it strange with this. It's only just something that popped in my head this week that Jacob had a battle with the Lord. Um, and the wording is to this. So I'm going to look at the original words to try and decipher what this is all about because there must be some hidden meaning behind all of it. I've always found if it's, if it's got a little scratchy area, then it's definitely worth scratching and seeing what's underneath it and really getting to the root of it if you're not comfortable with something. This is why it's also important to read the Bible yourself. So 66 books, as I say. 
Um, and if you haven't got time, then definitely watch the YouTube Bible series, eight episodes an hour each, and also uh, many movies from the Bible. They're on YouTube. Mm. Remember that the enemy is prowling wherever you go. He's always prowling, looking for his next victim to attack. And it sometimes can feel really unfair to go through these things. But the stories of Job, to give you an idea, um, give you an idea of what you can encounter. And you can be stripped of everything um, to see if you still believe and still love God. That's what I found. Mm -hmm. So, um, what can you do when you're in a bad mental state? Well, what you can do is you can write a list of all the things that you're grateful for. That you have both eyes and ears. You have your face, your arms, your legs. You know, you can drive, you can walk. You've got a roof over your head. You've got food in your belly. You've got family around you. You've got your pets. All the things that you're grateful for, if you've got those things. If you haven't got them, then write them down, of course. Yes? And then you can also write about all the skills that you've got and how you can apply them in your life. Don't forget to take yourself out of that situation and look from the outside in of what you would do if you were taking over that life to fix those problems. If you can, go for a long weekend away and just have some time out with your Bible and, and book a long weekend with the Lord. Go to a spa or something. And if you can't afford it, just get your tents and drive down the road to the nearest field and get yourself camping and read the Bible. Get away. So I found what really helped me in this situation was to get out of my home and get out. And this really helped me because I think when you're sometimes too far in the middle of it, you can't see. And so by coming out of it, it really helped me to work out which bits I want to tackle first, what bits I don't like, and uh, work through it. Hmm. Um, and the other thing to remember, if you want to grow roses, the more smelly the manure, the better the roses that grow. So if you're going through some terrible times of the poo, the manure, then it's because God is intending to grow some amazing roses. Now, the other thing that's interesting about Jesus is he had a crown of thorns from roses on his head, and then he rose from the dead. Yes, play on words, but everything is a play on words in the Bible. Everything has a double meaning. Everything has various layers and dimensions. This you won't pick up first time reading. <laughs> You'll only pick it up once you've read the Bible and, um, and you've got the Holy Spirit. And you can actually get these words, even if you haven't read the Bible, I found, like my daughter has, um, 
like digital is digital, dig it all, which is one that she gave me. The devil is dead, lived backwards. Uh, the word together to get her. Uh, there's so many words. Um, and also found in the names of the places as well, where we are in the world. Uh, why are all the roads called 180? Well, because we're on a flat plane. Yeah. 180 degrees flat, to be precise. Uh, <laughs> and why are rainbows always arched? Well, because we're probably in a dome. Ah. Well, how do I know this? Well, it was in the Encyclopedia Britannia. Um, the old ones. Uh, I think it's the Britannia, but certainly the old encyclopedias. And, uh, also in the dictionaries of the world. But also, according to the Bible. Um, this means that nobody can go to a different planet, okay? And this also means that there is no satellites that can be flying around. They have to be put up there with helium balloons. This is what I believe, okay? I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Why do we have telephone cables under the ocean? <clears throat> Things like this. That's what the Lord showed me because I thought the earth was round and then he showed me it's not. And I didn't really know how to take that because I wasn't really sure what to think when I got this. So there's a lot of lies that we're taught. Um, I also ask questions about our clocks, okay, here. So let me tell you what I ask. Uh, we have a 24-hour clock and uh, we've got six uh, hours broken up into four. Four times six, but we've got uh, 60 minutes, uh, 60 seconds. It's all about sixes. And, uh, you know, in Daniel, it says that he had changed the times and the places. And he's done this. So I wondered whether it's actually 60 seconds or whether it's something else or 60 minutes or si or something else. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, to reach the 24 hour day. Uh, how many hours were there in a day? All of those sort of questions I ask. We've got, currently got a 24 hour system per day. Was it different before? Was the Big Ben always there? How long has Big Ben been there? That looks like a really old building. As you already know, I don't believe Jesus died that long ago. Okay. He was around in the year 753 of the Roman years, which I've tracked back, and I believe is 1753. So, someone's been telling us lies. We had technology before, and we had free electricity before. We did. Um, and uh, so, there's been some type of reset. Something big's happened, a, um, mud flood of some kind or something's happened we got windows half in the ground and um you know who built the piers how do you stop the ocean how do you build these big amazing buildings big churches why haven't they got toilets and why haven't they got windows in a lot of the mansions what's going on someone's not told us the truth why is it i1500 i500 not one five hundred why is it that at 18 to 1900s, the books start to go to 119 instead of I-19 or I-1800? Um, these are the questions I ask. Why is it uh, 
a guy called Livingstone that discovered all these places in Africa because only Livingstone I know is Jesus Christ because he is the stone, the rock, the heavy rock that we all stumble over if we're not following. So <laughs> these are the things I think about and ask questions about. Uh, also wonder why we only use a tiny section of our brain. Um, and I also want to explain something to you. Okay. What my uh, mum had explained to me in this, in this sort of way. Uh, there's two ways to look at things. Okay. So you've got your situation and you, you either look at it as a positive or a negative. Okay. Um, and you always apply your solution. Like you pour a liquid over the top. Okay. To water your plant with a solution. So you wouldn't water the plant with acid. You'd water it with a solution of water, as in the water of life. Where do you get this? Jesus Christ. Um, so this isn't from my mother, actually, but this has come from when my mom was very positive about things. And she said, no, just pull yourself together and get a grip and you'll sort this out if you just apply yourself correctly. And But pouring on a solution is about Writing down a solution. Sometimes we haven't got the solution, but we have got the problems. So you can write down the problems. I have a prayer book and I write my problems in it and I pray to God and I see what he shows me in the Bible and I write them down and I also, I'll pray what I want as an answer and I'll see if later he's answered those prayers. Uh, so that helps me also just to sit on the bed with a with a book and a roll to toilet roll and just talk to God and cry and all that and that really helps me um i've also learned that music and frequency really affects your mind so if you're feeling a bit depressed put on some uh pan pipes or waterfall music or whale sounds those sort of things there's also certain frequency music you can listen to and it sounds beautiful, a bit like bells. Um, and that also lifts your vibration. So these are things that I found have helped me. It is all about vibration. It's all about electricery. So if we had free electric before someone's changed it, so we don't have it free anymore. That's why you got an alternate and a direct current. Notice you got an earth as well and a ground for the heart. It's all a target on the heart. Many people dying of heart attacks. And cancer. Cancer is worms. Satan is a worm. He's a snake. So, because he crawls on the ground. So, uh, gotta ask ourselves these questions. He's always at the foot. At your soul of your foot. As in your soul of your body as well. There's always a play on the words. Um, and she will strike his head. Now, he is the ruler of the temple. In his, he wants to rule like God in his temple. So if she strikes his head, she's going to strike his temple. Because your temple is your forehead where you've got the pineal gland, which is also a magnet. And then you've got the North Pole, which is also a magnet, Black Rock. And then you've got people who've said they've been to the North Pole and found all sorts of very interesting things. Don't know whether to believe that with a name like Bird, who claims these things. But still, I'm very interested. Why do people not 
study these things. We've got pyramids all over the world as well. Who built them? Why did they build them? Um, and, uh, you know, what were they for? What were the churches for? Why do all the churches have gargoyles and plug sockets on the outside? Why do they have really big doors? Why do they have funny glass all over them? Why do they have fa funny patterns built into the brickwork that you get when you play certain sounds? Why, why, why? Who, when, when? And how? If we know the end, we know the beginning. And the truth will set us free. So this is an adventure of a treasure hunt for the truth. So join me on the journey. If you've got anything you can contribute, please let me know. Um, it's Aisha from God FM. I think we're pretty much done on our sermon today. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's just a chit-chat. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 46, 1. And... No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. Now, I also recommend getting the Daily Light. You can buy the Daily Light books and they come in morning and evening book. Yes, sometimes they just come with the morning one message. But you really want the old-fashioned ones. If you can't find them, you can always go online and look for the Daily Light. Um, and that will really help you every day. Um, we put them on all our platforms. Uh, so... Telegram, uh, you can find them in, on WhatsApp. And uh, if you wish to find us, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, YouTube, um, Apple, uh, virtually anything now. <laughs> uh, YouTube, I've already mentioned Rumble, BitChute for the videos, uh, Got FM Media on Telegram for all our videos as well. Um, and if you want to email me, you can admin at godfm.org.uk. You're very welcome to contact me on phone if you want to go on our website, www.godfm.org.uk, and phone me and leave a message. Uh, please be advised we've had problems with hacking, so sometimes I won't get your emails. So send a couple of emails, just be sure, please, from a couple of email addresses, and definitely make a phone call as well. I'm going to close with the sinner's prayer. And I want you to know that I'm with you, even if I'm not there. And so is Christ. And that I love you, and I'm with you. And so is Christ with you. Even if it feels gloomy. These are the final days. I'm very sure of it. And so it will be harder and harder for us all. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner. And I know you're the Son of God. And I beg forgiveness. For my sins, I wish to follow you. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name and in the blood of Jesus Christ. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or tarot readers or Ouija boards or pagan festivals, I ask the Lord to forgive me right now of anything I've done to offend him and break any chains of any generational curses right now in the blood of Christ on me and any listener. I pray for everybody listening in the blood of Christ. I pray for our people who are scattered all over the world, the true Israel, um, my brothers and sisters, the children of God. I pray for us all now, the Lord that will put his hand over us 
and bless us and give us favor in all the eyes of our enemies, our employers, or anybody over us, including our governments and police forces, CIA and all the special forces, and in every way to put a shield, a breastplate around us, and to shield us with the truth. That nothing will break us and we will remain strong in Christ. And through love and unity we are all joined in Christ. That any wicked scheme or attack that is put upon us by the demonic forces and demonic children of Satan, no weapon or form or prosper. Our enemies will come at us one way. They'll be scattered seven ways. I pray this for all of us in the blood of Christ, that the Lord will pour his spirit on us all for knowledge and for wisdom, that we'll have supernatural knowledge and wisdom. We'll be as wise as serpents, but innocent as doves, and that we'll represent Christ correctly and shine the light and the love of Christ on others, that they may also come to know the love of Christ. I pray the Lord will provide us with all the resources we need, with money, accommodation, transport, vehicles, and also food, but also income streams, whether this be through our jobs or through our own businesses, that he'll provide unity in our families and support where we need it, that he'll send in people specifically for every problem that we're having to support us where he feels it is his will that everything we do will be according to his will and his purpose in our lives and that we won't lean on our own understanding, but in every way we'll trust the Lord to direct our paths. I pray that the Lord will show his love and give you peace and joy and happiness in your hearts, minds, spirits and souls, that he will give you such blessings that you will know the love of the Lord that the Lord is with you wherever you go, that you'll pray for your enemies even when they come against you because they could become children of God as well. That we pray for all the people that we encounter, if they're real, that we can pray for them, that they will have healing through Christ. I pray right now that if you are unwell in any way, whether it be mentally, emotionally, spiritually or physically, that the Lord will heal you and purify you, pouring his holy waters over you right now and cleansing you through his blood as well on the cross. That you are a new creature made alive in Christ through the Holy Spirit and it's no longer you that speaks but Christ inside you that speaks through you. And in every way that the Lord will find us pleasing to him and he'll take pity on us Come and rescue us very soon. I pray that he'll command his angels around your homes and any possessions that you have, your pets, your children, and protect them and bless them also. And all your children will be enhanced in their abilities. That everything they go to school to learn, that they will understand it more easily than ever before. That everything that we learn as children of God will be so easy for us, that the Bible will become so easy for us to see and hear and understand in these final days.
and that we have supernatural wisdom and authority, that we may know the authority in which we were born in Christ by being made alive through the death on the cross of Jesus Christ. We have authority over the demonic and spiritual forces of the negative kind. So we can always pray over these things and have power and authority over them. So I pray that the Lord will give you extra, extra, special authority and knowledge and confidence and strength in all of your endeavors, in all of your conquests, and in your walk with Christ and in this world. That it will feel so much easier and you won't even notice any problems. As the problems come, they'll be washed off you like water off a duck's back. I pray this right now in the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray over our towns, our countries, and the whole world that any witchcraft or demonic forces that where they're sacrificing children, none of these things will work. That we have all superior authority and power over the demonic forces and this beast system will not be strong enough to conquer any of children of God. That we will know our strength in Christ and through knowing it, we will believe and the truth will set us free and we can conquer anything if we have God with us. And he says this in the Bible, if I'm with you, then who can be against you? So we must trust the Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that I'm pleasing to you in your eyes with my sermon today, telling everyone my news. And I pray that you're having a great day in heaven, my Father in heaven. Big kisses. I pray for all my brothers and sisters in heaven too and all my brothers and sisters on earth. May you all feel renewed, full of strength, courage, confidence, peace, joy, happiness, and any quarrels that you've got, that they'll just subside and that you'll be able to make peace with all those around you, that it won't be a struggle and it'll be so easy and peaceful and lovely. And if you are stuck in a prison or a mental institution, I pray right now that the Lord will set you free and give you all the skill set to get you out of there and that he will put upon you his spirit, that you'll do his work and his will. And that if you seek the Lord, he will really direct you and carry you. It says in the Bible that no man will pluck you out of his hand. Now that's a very interesting thing because this means that if you're in the hand of God, there's no man who can do anything to you. So it really is just about trusting God. So I pray right now the Lord will pour that on you all. That you will have the faith to know that the grace and the mercy of the Lord is upon us all and the love of Christ is with us all. He's with us wherever we go, so we need not fear anything, no matter what it is. And the power of the mind, mind over matter, is <laughs> true as well. In Jesus' mighty name, I love you all. It's Aisha from God FM. Have an amazing evening, everyone. Take care.